Yo, welcome to G&Q Review, where we review the best TV and film the world has to offer, and sometimes some other stuff too. Three, two, one. Then we're back, G&Q Review. What's going on, Grant? What is going on, Quinn? You know oh, what's going on. I, I actually I'm looking at what's going on. What 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 do we got here? Today is a very special occasion. This is our second time doing this. Um with a guest guest you guys should be familiar with these days. Um Patrick Manning. You were our not only our first guest on G and Q review, but our second as well. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, G. And it's an honor to be here. Q. I know you've you're caught up to um, you know our podcast for sure. You you know you're an avid listener. This is why we, we bring you on so often. But uh, have you guys just, opened any of my letters? Uh, no, we only. You've been writing physical letters, you know. Yeah, to the PO box on the website. Oh, we, <laughs> yeah, that's exclusively for our sponsors. So unless you're Starbucks or, um. Truly, uh, Light, G Fuel, <laughs> G Fuel. <laughs> then we throw them in the trash. All right, cool. Yeah, so I'd I'd stick to the digital format. You know, feedback at gqreview.com. That'll we read all of those. Yeah, I just wanted to say because you're on G and Q Review. Um, last uh, week we kind of had a breakthrough. Is you know we we've been having fans and and groupies, and we didn't want to just call them groupies. So. Um, you know, you are a prime example of this. You are a fellow GQD. GQD, that's me. Yeah, that's you, GQD Patrick. That's what Grant's named our fan base. Of- Q, you don't seem very happy about that. Did you have a <laughs> suggestion of uh- GQDs? No, Perfect. I'm just a critic. GQDs, GQDs. I, you know, I have to defer to to next time to come up with. My you got a whole week. We can it's let the, in. We can let the fans decide. <laughs> the GQDs have already spoken. Awesome. Well, Pat <laughs> is a veteran movie watcher. You have the experience of many years uh, in the cinema industry. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> An so, insider uh, perspective. Patrick uh, was, you know, he worked the concessions. Sales. He was in sales. (laughs) He was in sales at uh, a very prominent movie theater uh, Uh, business or corporation corporation. in in Cleveland, Ohio. Establishment. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Took a lot away from it, you know, was 16, 17. (laughs) Really a titan of the industry at that age. It was full time. It wasn't even like an internship. It was. Uh, yeah. Was I just remember After- I, you know, in my head, there was like Pat before, you know, he went into the movie industry and he came back as just a different man. He was changed. After. He was way more culture. Just he, you know, I think he uh, gained more from his job than than he put in. In a good way. You know, they gave him so much experience. It's what film does for us all, really. <laughs> it's like- and well, uh before we dive in, you know, um, I just, yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've shared this news offline to you, but we haven't really discussed. I, I feel 
like a, a I put my big boy pants on. I feel like an uh-huh. adult. Yeah. I made an offer on a house today. Maybe like an hour ago. An hour ago. Hour and a half Did, ago, yeah. Well, early congrats. I don't know. Do you say congrats on an offer? I don't no, know. Maybe no. not. Probably not. I'm not going to say anything. I How it does back. it work? How did you, did you like send a text? What's an <laughs> offer? Like, what is sending an offer, Grant? So you have, you, you're like using your realtor. They show you the house and then they're like, yo, you want to make an offer. You get into, you have to collaborate with your realtor, your uh, banker. So whoever is providing the mortgage. And then you kind of, you pick like your max price. Um, you, and then they kind of write it up and. Uh, and then you sign a bunch of shit. I sign like twelve documents. What do you mean your max price? Is it just so the way the it works price? is like yeah, no, like the price. Um, let's say the pla- the place is listed, you know, hundred fifty k, and mm-hmm. you like it a lot, and you're willing to pay like one seventy five, but you don't give that number off the bat. You say, yeah, we're in the running, and then. It said something about like it's like increments of a thousand. So if someone pays more, then you bump it up a thousand. You, it's like a bidding war, and you go back and forth. It's kind of like eBay. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it's an auction, cool. um, and uh, if it goes past your max price, then you're out. Um, if they select you, so I also had to write a letter, like an offer letter, like "Hi, my name is Grant Farmer, and like I'm a recent like college graduate <laughs> like from Ohio State." Yourself? Yeah, well, for my case, and specifically, and I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast, but there was um, just like the pros and cons of going with an FHA versus a conventional loan. And FHA, you only have to put you you have to put a little amount down, but um, it doesn't look the best on for sellers because typically the people who use FHAs are not uh, great financially; they're not financially sound and. Um, it's kind of risky and there's more inspections involved and all, whatever. So I, in the offer letter, I made sure to say why I was doing an FHA and and stuff like that. Um, so I sent the offer letter over to the realtor. He gave me all these documents to sign and then that's it. I'm, I'm good. And I won't really know back until, um, the selling realtor, there's like the broker and then like the agent and, the agent who is the one selling like the listing agent they need to like say we're not taking offers anymore and then they just review the offers that have been sent he the it's still open so people can still tour it and still make offers on this particular location but the listing agent decides when those offers stop coming in sounds like a headache man (laughs) we're thinking about going back to cleveland right I think maybe a nice little link you could make an offer on a house yeah, yeah. it's still open it's still open i could yeah cost some he could on one of me yeah <laughs> yeah i'll pay double <laughs> you can um, pay double man go for it <laughs> on to the next one so is this the only one that you've uh wrote a letter to put an offer it sounds like it's a lot of work to to actually say, all right, I'm going to... It's not is, like you can choose like eight the of first them. One. Did you, you have to can. pay anything to send your letter of intent? No. Once, if they do select our offer, then you're kind of locked in. It gets pulled off the market and you kind of have a month to um, do your inspections, get the house appraised and, and all that 
good stuff. You just got to trust him, Grant. It's Everything's probably good. You just, you know, get the cash, go to the bank, give them, get the keys, bada boom. You don't even need a realtor. Nah. Yeah. Lifelong friends. Yeah, you guys I mean, could be buddies. <laughs> I need to inspect it, you know, do my I, due diligence. I, I think that's a prudent choice, Grant. Yeah, so it's exciting, you know. Um, it was pretty cool, and it, it's it was a house that kind of, you know, if it goes, if I don't get it, I'll be a little disappointed. But you know, I'm hopefully another will come up. The ones that I've seen listed so far are um, not in the same realm when it comes to price and just features. Uh, there's a lot of houses up there that are way too high. Even this one, um, what my max price is is is. Um, Higher than it would have been a year ago, you know? Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Come out to LA, Grant. You will um, you will uh, be shocked. Yeah, my my price, my maximum price on my house would be like a, a tent on the side of the road at a homeless. Yeah, I don't even strip. think you, you get any house. You just get a piece of land. You're like, that's the land. There you go. <laughs> well, uh, best of luck to you, Grant. I'm sure we'll... I'm sure the GQDs will be updated in the future. Yeah, 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 I know. I mean, the amount of emails we've gotten just from <laughs> of people interested. No, I'm I'm actually um, being facetious because we're still waiting for our emails at feedback at GQReview.com. Once again, that is feedback well, at GQReview.com. Please send us I wasn't email. lying, Grant. We've read them all on air, you know? <laughs> It's, I think I have actually written something on the website. Oh, no. I think Patrick one time left a comment. Yes. Like on oh. GQReview.com, which is different. Maybe you've yeah, been yeah. doing that on the blog posts and you leave a comment. Don't do that. Just send an email. You you should hear us every podcast. We say anything at all. Send an email to feedback at GQReview.com. You can use an anonymous email. Okay. 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 <laughs> All right, Grant. Uh, speaking of new houses, new lives, new everything, America starting starting fresh. Starting fresh. Uh, what what are we talking about this week? This week we are talking about an Oscar nominee. Uh, the movie is called Minari. Um, let me. I did not do my due diligence of pulling this up. Um, it is. Yeah, what's more important, Grant? The house or this this podcast? I know. I should have said. I cannot make an offer today. I have a podcast to do. That's right. I need my prep. <laughs> um, it is a 2020. Minari is a 2020 American drama film written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung. Um, it's the plot follows a family of South Korean immigrants who try to make it in the rural United States in the 1980s. I don't know if there's a better synopsis that I think is, is pretty good. It's a loose synopsis, but um, the film is very much, I don't want to call it stream of conscious, but it's very day in the life, slow drama about a Korean family um, in Arkansas. So what'd you think, Grant? Or let's, you know, I, I should be more respectful. I should, you know, start off with our. We don't uh, have Patrick on guest. every week, right? We need to give him the spotlight, and you know, you can start wherever Just you want. First, yeah, first impressions, first impressions though. Impressions. Like while you're 
you know, 20 minutes in this movie, where is your head at? 20 minutes in. Honestly, I was a little bit bored. I did. I wasn't that drawn in. And when it finished, I was kind of underwhelmed. But like thinking back on it, I'm not sure if I actually liked it. But I just don't feel compelled to ever watch it again and figure that out. Because I just, I don't know. It didn't do that much for me, to be honest. Yeah, this, um, I guess I would echo those statements. My main point is, I don't know if we're the main demographic demographic for this movie. (laughs) Why do you say that, Quinn? Who is the main I say that, Grant. Um, I think anyone in the immigrant experience is the main demographic, whether you're first, second, third, fourth. Actually, shit, who knows? We might be like fifth or sixth or fourth. I don't know. I don't know how far back my uh, family goes of generations. Mine, Mine doesn't go back that far. Yeah, I was just, like that was, that's a lot of years. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of generations. <laughs> like America, you know. Um, so, and I, none of us come from Asian households. There's a lot of, you know, specifically uh, Western versus Asian family traditions and culture. Yeah. That uh, I, doesn't resonate with myself and may not resonate with you or Patrick in the same way that it would, if you, you lived it, you know, you can, you can empathize, but yeah, maybe you don't get that resignation um, that Quint's talking about. Uh, what, what was interesting to me is that this production film is a 24, which uh, the only movies that I, you know, off the top of my head that I've quoted before that um, I think are famous um is Hereditary and, and Midsummer, which are both horror-esque um, films. And this had a touch of that in the suspense and kind of the way it was shot. But I kind of expected, you know, something to happen. And <laughs> nothing really happened. Um, it was very emotional, but it was very day-in-the-life, like normal stuff um mm-hmm. there was like, almost like a haunting oh you know there was like a lot yeah. of biblical references you know whether they're mm-hmm. going to church and like kind of like um a lot of talks of like i don't the snakes stuck with me i felt like they were always by that river and i thought someone was going to get bitten by a snake and like just yeah. pass away but that never was brought up in the biblical stuff at least I think maybe they were reborn by fire, but I felt like it never really resulted in, I don't know. I feel like there are a lot of parallels and they just didn't end up actually amounting to much. That's true. There's the snake. He mentions the Garden of Eden, I believe. At the very beginning, they're always talking about church. They've got the guy working on their farm who's acting as Jesus, carrying a cross, you know. I think the place is like haunted, like the guy killed himself there. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of haunted. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wife has some strong ties to religion in in some ways. I wasn't even sure. She's like telling the kid to like pray for heaven. And I'm like, does she want him to like die in his sleep or something? Or like, or just pray so that God can cure him. I think she, it was a cure because she yeah, was talking. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, but like also it's kind of just ominous. Like there's that haunting overtone, you know. Like yeah, 
Uh, it's weird. Related to this is gonna come out. Uh, I can't hold it back much longer. Uh oh. Um. Wait, let me. What was the wife's name? I got Monica. Monica. She was yes. the. I hated her. She was so unlikable. Like so negative from the start. She was talking about like towards the end. She was like, you know, like I've lost faith in you. I was like, bitch, you never had faith once. She was never on board. <laughs> never for a day was she's like, oh, let's try to let's see where this goes. Never. Always pessimistic, negative. She's telling her son, David, that he can't do anything. She's telling him to pray for heaven. She was just so negative and unappreciated. I thought she was like, I I strongly disliked Monica. I Bad person, negative, unappreciative, not a family person at all. Didn't believe in her husband once. Wasn't a team player. She's I very think- nurturing and loving to her children, though. Yeah. Yeah, but not yeah. her husband. I think she's was choosing the less risky of two options. You know, I think she was way more comfortable with, "Hey, we're just going to work our jobs and you know, we can live in the city and we'll be close to things and there's a community." Um, they're out in the fucking boonies. I get it. But like there's no one else around. At no point, she's you know. Upset. Yeah, but she's just okay. At one, po- at some point, don't you want to like be like, okay, she can see how hard her husband's working and how hard he he does care more. Like she's like, you only care about the farm. Like he's doing this to make more of his family, so you're not just living paycheck to paycheck. Like, can she not see that? Like he is sacrificing his life for his family and she can't even take a second to step into his shoes to appreciate that to even try to empathize and see where he's coming from instead she says you don't care about the family you chose the farm over the family and you're like what on the flip side though he did that all this like without her buy-in she had never seen the place while he knew like what the dirt was he said it was for a garden so like didn't really know the full intentions because she was not involved in any of the planning. You know, he's like doing this thing and it's not going well and she doesn't really know what's going on. And she has this sick kid and it probably she doesn't know anyone, you know, your yeah. husband kind of drags this you a, out there. This is a classic relationship uh, dilemma. This yeah. Is- <laughs> and like the guy literally doesn't share anything with the wife, you know, and he's putting all this money in when they're already sick. And I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's a, uh, you know, he's not sharing with her. So it's hard, I, find, I think it's hard for her to buy into it. Especially if you add the kids to things and you're like, you can't just get up and leave. You're like, what the hell? Especially when one's really sick. Yeah, the like hospital's an hour suit. away. Yeah, I get that. I I just, I don't know. I, I thought in the moment you know, I think she could have shared her concerns and he could have communicated better, but it just seemed like at every point she was crazily negative. Like she worried her worry caused more problems than good for sure. You know, and I don't know. I just I like what what she was doing to David. I think they they showed that is like just a classic overbearing mother not letting him live his life because she's so worried about him getting hurt and 
yeah, it's just don't. I don't know. I, I I don't think she. Yeah, I thought she was just super negative the whole time, and she never changed, in my opinion. Right? Like, I guess the husband probably didn't either. Maybe maybe I maybe it's just classic like me being like, oh, I understand where the husband's from, and I'm less like in the shoes of the of the mother. Um, because I would totally want to make something like more of your family and like it requires mm-hmm. risk, but trust, you know, yeah, like, you're more I, I would ri- be like, I'd be like, Monica, trust me, like, come on, we got this, we can do this together, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Does it even work out, Grant? At the end, I mean, yeah, I mean. I don't know, but part of my problem with the the movie is it seems I, I I didn't know what to make of the ending either. So they're having all these problems. There's problems. Then there is a bigger problem. You know, shit is on fire. Uh, mom causes a big fire. For, first, why would you leave your grandmother, who's recovering from a stroke, like five hours away by herself, like? <laughs> I, I mean, because it's all part of the the dream, Grant. You're out there. You're you need to get to the market guy to sell your vegetables because you're not caring Grandma about your can't family. come. I don't know if Grant. Why would you leave come. your mother who has who, who's recovered from a stroke five hours to, away? I don't think she can come. Uh, Sit down in a car everywhere. Uh, I think she's self sufficient. Yeah, she's so just, she can get in a car and go with them. She can't like talk. Yeah. No, but she so, can still be at home. She couldn't put out the fire. Well, <laughs> only half of her body worked. Um She was having some problems and you know, an accident happened. And you know, part of the story is shit's on fire and he kind of chooses, he starts the main dude walking i was like where do i recognize this dude from this is the walking dead dude this is glenn i was like yes. oh i've seen glenn so many times how do i not anyways <laughs> he's saving the vegetables and she's like helping him and then eventually they stop and he gets out of there and kind of helps her and mm-hmm. I, I see that they were kind of making that up. like oh yeah they're helping each other they chose each other over the farm but like shit was burnt like <laughs> you weren't gonna save the vegetables <laughs> you tried um and then the movie kind of ends pretty abruptly after that you don't really know i guess they're gonna continue the farm they're looking for water again they hire the dowser and then they end up at the Minari plants that, you know, the grandma said that you know, anyone rich or poor, they can have the Minari. It's, you know, such a uh, a strong vegetable. I think it's a vegetable. Yes, it's a mix between an Italian parsley and cilantro. Yeah, and there's some messaging there, you know, family, rich, poor, you're strong grow they said you could use it with everything too i don't know if that Mm -hmm. universal value i don't know 
just trying to go off your theme. I yeah. Think it, I think it was a good ending. You know, the fire tears it down and they come together. They sleep on the floor like a family. Like, that's what they wanted from the very beginning. That's what Jacob wanted. He wanted to sleep on the floor. And they yeah. did it. They made it there. It was a, yeah. uh, you know, they were just going up and down. They are going through the roller coaster of life. You know, yeah, and the ending the wasn't, it wasn't like a full resolution, right? And Mm-mm. I thought the parallel, no. this is maybe a, a stretch, but... They went to the doctor and David was like doing better and they said the hole was closing up. And that's what it kind of felt like the ending was. It was like the ending, like close. it was closing up, but it didn't close. And it was completely. louder. And you don't know, you don't know if David will completely get better, right? Um, it's, it's open-ended. I felt like the ending was like that as well. Yeah. It seemed like they were, they had some, some good scenes and they worked backwards from them like with the whole david's heart condition like i could tell they were shooting for that running scene at the end like he's yeah. running to save grandma and that's like that's the scene and they're like all right how do we how do we, how do we make this significant he's got the heart problem can't do stuff uh you make grandma drink the pee and they're all drinking mountain dew i was like why is there so much mountain dew in this because I guess that wouldn't make sense. That was like what they bonded over. And it was a way to, I think that was like, like one of the first. They tricked the grandma though. They're like, what's like, what is, I, what did they describe it as? Like spring they, water? No, so they said it was water like water from, from, the, from mountains. the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> it's Mountain Dew, man. <laughs> she thought it was good. Yeah, she did. Um, I mean, if someone told you that it was water from the mountains and you sipped it, you'd be like, all right, give me some more. <laughs> I'll take some more. But I think those you? scenes were used to uh, highlight a lot of uh, traditionally Asian households. You know, my significant other, you know, is Chinese, and it's still. I know the movie's about Koreans, but a lot of the same things are just like spot on. It's like, oh, you got in trouble with grandma, but then grandma says, like, oh, don't hurt the kid, but like the dad's gonna like hit you with a stick. I don't know. I never went through that. I don't know about you guys, but that seemed pretty uh, typical of Asian grandmothers and her actions as a whole. So My grandma you... did not make cookies or cook <laughs> or do anything, but she definitely gambled and played a lot of games with me. Okay. And was like trying to scam me out of money when I was like six years old. So I related to that part. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like getting all upset and changing the rules. But no, not the uh, can't relate to like bringing anchovies and your mom getting all excited about it. Yeah, there was the whole she brought all these like weird spices and shit in bags across the globe. Like I'm like, I don't, it's never, it's never happened. Yeah, yeah so I think Quinn, it was very truthful. Yeah, you you watch this, I'm assuming, with your significant other. Uh huh. What was their opinion? Uh, she extremely enjoyed it. I think she enjoyed it a lot. Um, it was a very touching, a very moving film in very subtle ways to mm-hmm. her. Um, you know, it, I think it's a culmination of a lot of little things. So it's it's the Asian families, the multiple generations, the discipline, the 
uh, family structure dynamics. You know, maybe the wife is a little more submissive and is kind of going along with uh, the the bread. Well, I guess they were both working, but just the guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think yeah. that's kind of like the film in general. It's like it's a culmination of small things that happen in life. You know, it's not about the plot right or the the plot points are minor and might add up and and are touching in their own way but um you know not one major thing happens that that you're like whoa that was the moment when i liked the film you know like either you're liking it throughout or you're not yeah i uh i guess it just resonated a lot. I'm trying to think of some of the other scenes of all those little things that happened. Um, whether it was uh, just interactions with with grandma. I mean, you're you're spending a lot of time with uh, your older generations. There's no like daycare. You're not going to that shit. Um, the one scene that took me back was when after after grandma had a stroke so post stroke Mm -hmm. david said something along the lines like to her he was like you never should have came here you ruined our family and that was like after i thought they bonded and he liked her and so i was really confused why where that came from yeah i do remember that um i think it's just causing strain on the family you know probably mom and dad are arguing yeah um because they didn't really i was confused at first whether or not like jacob saw saw or knew the grandma beforehand because he was like very hesitant and i was like oh maybe they had a bad um relationship but then he said that oh I went back and it was just, oh, you and dad fight because of grandma. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just, he started off with a bad impression and probably just caused problems because the mom doesn't want they, grandma. They did see, know. Like, yeah, they did yeah. know grandma though. Because remember, they grandma said something along the lines being like, oh, remember when you guys were newlyweds? Like, like they knew, they... I mean, the husband the, knew, like, w- yeah, he knew. The song no, 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 that I mean, was on there, like, you guys Jacob. always sing this to each other yeah. and, like, look at each other with such love in your eyes. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about the kids meeting grandma. Oh, the kids. Well, you said he. That so was I their first the time meeting. You're talking about David. Uh, I'm talking about David. Yes. David. David, not Jacob. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, so so when it was ending, like when the credits were rolling, Patrick, what was going through your head? Oh, I I was just kind of happy it was over, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I also felt like, yeah, no, I don't. Just kind of happy it was over. I was wondering what was actually the point of the Minari. Like, yeah, was it just there, just to kind of show like their roots were going down, like? in like true Americana fashion or like, what do you guys think? It's Korean roots in a new land and okay. it, it blossomed. 
I also harsh. think um, it was more. It it's also has like this more kind of like Zen message of like going with the flow and untouched, right? Like they put all this toil and they're like forcing these things to happen, and sometimes they don't. And this other root, you know, they plant and just like leave alone, and it flourished. Dang. Okay, I like that. Yeah. And it's Korean. It's Korean. <laughs> well, they were doing Korean vegetables too. They were. Yeah. Um, do you guys think if Jacob watched Avatar: The Last Airbender, he would resonate with the cabbage guy? who like just felt like his ca- his vegetables were getting destroyed and didn't have an opportunity in a new um, place. I haven't seen that, but Grant. What? Who's who's the cabbage Grant, guy? Grant, I thought this was your favorite animal. His cabbages always get re- messed up, so he just <laughs> is known as like my cabbages, like just always screaming. Uh, I didn't think I've seen a meme of that around. If you look up cabbages. my cabbages, you'll see a bunch of pictures. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure Jacob. That's you know, I think Jacob is probably based off of Cabbage Man. Okay, okay. Just I read well, something. I don't know, Quinn. You usually are the yeah. research guy. Did you research show historian? Yeah, you're the show historian. Um, okay. I read something that this was based off of the director's childhood. Is that loosely? Yeah, does the does the director have a heart problem, or did? No, I think it's more uh, Korean immigrant. I think he was born in America, uh, but moved to a farm at a very young age. Um, and life there. I don't think. I don't think the heart problem was part of it, but it could be wrong. Um, no, it seemed like the director was going to retire from filmmaking. And then he said like, screw it. I'll just make one last film about like my life or childhood or, hmm. um, interesting. This is what it ended up being. Uh, it did win, you know, the golden globes for, I saw there's some controversy around it being, a foreign language film or a foreign film i don't know what the exact term is used but people were upset about that foreign film is it i wouldn't call it's not a foreign i think the way they classify it is just um any film where over half of the language spoken is not english it's a foreign language film i think that's the oh they put it's not like an international foreign film it's a it's no, an American it's film with a foreign like, language. Right. It was so produced in America. Category. Usually the other ones are not produced in America, uh, of course, but it. I can see you, the If you call it a foreign film, that. people get ah, you're racist. Foreign language film makes a little more sense. Yeah, um, but if it's like. Eh. I don't know why. I mean, do they even need that category? I yeah, I think so. Like what um, the act, the Cleveland International Film Festival just actually started today, and the amount of foreign films, and I, I don't necessarily think that's that's bad at all. That's what foreign no, films no, no. just means they're not produced here. I think that there's so many of them, and and they're good, and they deserve their own category in American awards. And I don't think this fits. Yes, Grant, but 
the the difference is foreign film versus foreign language film. Is it? They have two different categories. I agree. No, there is no two different categories. That's what the I'm saying. The category is just foreign language film. Yeah, it so should just be foreign maybe film. Films produced in America should be barred from that category. I agree. That's what I'm saying. Yes. I agree with See, you. That's why people get upset. <laughs> Would you? I feel uh, like it should just make its way into the uh, the normal category of like drama or whatever. Uh, yeah. Tough. Then the globalists win. They're not that tough. <laughs> Most of the movies that are in that are like. I don't know. Well, it did make. That's it pretty tough. I don't know. I think. Yeah, this one. There's did, a lot of. But this is American. And what did world. last? I think it's, what won last year? I think Parasite did. Koreans are taking yeah, over. But, Globalists are winning. Quid. What one before? I don't that? know. I've seen. I've seen a lot of foreign films, and and a, they the water, will not touch. Roma. What did? Oh, and they. They will not touch what. Like they, they just don't have the budget or. You know, there, when you say foreign film in my head, there's a lot. It's like its own category. I definitely agree. And um, not only is usually, um, I mean, not, not only is it produced in a different country, but usually it doesn't follow American film tropes, like uh, just like the three acts and stuff. And it's usually um, just unique um in cinematic style because it's, it's using an international, you know, it's using a different country cinematic style and, and every country has its own. Right. And, and like uh, Italian cinema has brought things to, you know, the cinematic world. So is French cinema. So has, uh, you know, Indian cinema and they're all, um, you know, if you watch a, a film in India, right, it's going to be heavily influenced by the early Indian. Like they just have a different, cinema industry and different themes and different ways to produce and and i i different tropes and i think it is important to have a foreign category and when they do if they did have that i don't think this should be in it i don't think anyone's disagreeing with you until 1986 it was that way and then for some reason in 1987 the golden globes changed it to foreign language um but yes i think everyone's on the same Mm-hmm. Uh, page. Uh, I thought in this movie, Minari, I thought that girl was a little useless. I felt bad for her. <laughs> Everyone else had like an arc. <laughs> yeah. She was uh, more of a getting other people's thoughts out. And you, you should feel bad for the director's real older sister if he had one because <laughs> he wrote he based the creative film and she's basically not in it. Just, she's very uh, helpful when you need yeah. your socks folded. Couple lines of dialogue. They sent her off to church. She's like plot points, you know, like yeah. she like progresses the plot when you need it. Like she'll explain things to David and be like, oh, they're talking about like, would you go with mom or dad? Like things like that. Um, back to David. <laughs> back to David. <laughs> Pour himself another glass of Mountain Dew. Uh, they made him drink that. That other. Yeah, that was another thing. Uh, Herbal tea. I don't. Did you guys have to drink any disgusting shit as a medicinal kid medicinal tea not like that but you know cough oh, syrup well Celia <laughs> did, and she threw it down the toilet as well so really yeah 
Quinn's mom made me drink the grossest thing. What did my mom make you drink? She made the grossest concoction of like lemon, salt, and like hot water with like soap in it. I swear there was soap in it. <laughs> Were you like, sick? I didn't think so, but she made me like, I don't know. She just forced it. <laughs> I don't you swear. This? No, I did, did not. Cuss? Did you drink no. it? Um, she made me like just hold it in my mouth and then gargle it and then spit it out. I don't know. It's just salt water? With like lemon and like weird stuff. Maybe I had so very bad. You didn't bad drink breakfast. it. No, I didn't drink it. But it was so it's, it's a concoction. It's an it's a medicinal concoction. It, it was an elder giving you something that you didn't want. <laughs> yeah, in liquid form that tasted bad. Yeah, and it was supposed to have That's, medicinal. I've, she never did that to me, so I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'll have to uh, ask about that. Yeah. I, uh... Um, <laughs> any other thoughts it was a slow burn it had some funny moments though I mean it wasn't I don't think it was a bad film I mean especially no, these movies yeah. nowadays people shoot these movies they're just they look great even if there's nothing going on you could just yeah. look at it it's like eye yeah. candy you're like wow yeah. that's a beautiful shot that's cool what they're doing there that transition i was just gonna say you know i I didn't yeah yeah i didn't feel like there was ever a scene that was like oh the writing was bad the acting was bad like there's it was like for what he created the film he wanted and he did it well you know maybe it didn't resonate with with me that much and i it was boring at times but that's exactly what the director wanted to do um not make it boring but what I saw, you know, what he created um, was exactly, you know, with his intent. Like he produced exactly what he wanted to do and he did it well. You know, the, the execution was definitely there. You know, some films you you're like, oh, they missed the mark. I saw what they were doing. I wish they could have done it better. This guy saw what he was doing. and He did exactly right. Um, and it probably just resonates more with with others. Yeah. Learned about chicken sexing. I didn't really know. He's the fastest chicken. He's the fastest chicken sexer. He's pretty quick. East, this side Uh, of the Mississippi. My last question to both of you is: What is your opinion on water dousing, water dousers? What do you have an opinion? Do you sit? What do you think? This is the first the time I was there. exposed to them. You've never seen that before? With the guys with the sticks and they're moving their hands and find the water? I didn't <laughs> I grow up in Chardon. I didn't, I didn't grow up. We're, we're city <laughs> folk like here. cartoons or something. No, this is your Chardon upbringing. All right. Okay, that's my Chardon upbringing. Is it all uh, bullshit? Is it yes. all? Yeah. Is it scammers? Yes. So you would never pay anyone to to douse your. Uh, to look I didn't even know it was right a profession now. until I saw this. So I didn't either. <sighs> I mean, maybe they can set up like a, a system, you know, like a well. That's they might have some expertise in setting up like a, some sort of infrastructure for a small price. But just to like bring a two prong stick and like smack they, the ground, they and, find the well. I don't know. That's. No, I don't think. I don't know. If you get a chance, look up some videos. It's kind of, 
I don't know. It's interesting to watch. Yeah. I don't know if these people are. Uh, to- I mean, to- they can't be totally full of bullshit. I've heard a lot of different explanations. Like, uh, like a big one is it doesn't it doesn't matter what you're using. You know, it, it sticks wires or whatever. It's just it's your body that can actually feel like disturbances, or vibrations, and like that's just how it manifests itself. Um, how do you grow up to be a water dowser? I think it's is there a career thing. path. Your is dad, is that a major? A water <laughs> he said, "I'm gonna teach you this shit." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I've also read that most of it is bullshit and that like there's a high chance that no matter like kind of like what uh david said like is if it's low if it's a low patch of uh, grass that gets a lot of rain there's a high chance that there's going to be water so most of the places that the people end up picking are going to have water yeah um and you don't come with a money back guarantee no, dude. That's <laughs> you'll never see him again. <laughs> I don't think you'll. Well, I don't know. I maybe it depends on the person. Um. Yeah. Well. Oh, Quinn. Well, first time. Yeah. What's up? What time is it? It is time for the G and Q and P patented review, where we decide whether the true rating of Minari is over or under the IMDb rating, and. You know, this is this is one time when the classic GQ patent review comes in clutch. Because if you take a look at um, Minari and you look at you know the ratings, what are we looking at? Whatever uh, Empire five out of five, Rotten Tomatoes ninety eight percent. Wow. But IMDb. IMDb. Yeah. Seven point six. At around they're always thousand. They always got it. You know? They always get you, man. This is why it's, it's, it's always the voice hard. of the people. So, Patrick, you know, you know the, the what we do here is uh, we're yes. we're gonna let you go first too. I think uh, you're gonna have to take that seven point six number and decide if if your rating is gonna be over or under that. I would say my rating would be over that. I think that. A 7.6 is pretty low. And like, well, I didn't like the film. I can see the general appeal, and I think it was well put together. Mm-hmm. So I'm locking in. Locking, locking in, in over. Yeah. <sighs> I think I'd go under. It's not because of, as I said, it's well done. Um, just wasn't my film. I didn't, I don't know, you know, it just wasn't a film made for me. I think what Quinn kind of said before, we're maybe not the demographic and, uh, as, uh, you know, all reviews are subjective, right. And, and my subjective, you know, it was well done and, but I don't know if I'd recommend it for others. I don't think I'll watch it again. Um, and if I was on the Oscars committee, I don't think it'd be my number one vote for the best picture so far it's definitely above no man land though no man land sucked that was fucking horrible do not recommend that film to anyone all right um i'm gonna go in under as well like grant said like i said uh it's 
you know, sometimes a movie is based on how a movie's goodness is reflective of how much it resonates with you, you know, how much emotion is drawn, you know, it's, and this is a very personal movie uh, about life of a certain, uh, in a certain situation with certain people, family structure, family dynamic situation area. And it just wasn't, I wasn't resonating with it as much. But it's not bad. You can watch it. You know, what you said, you know, this is why I like historical context. And I asked, uh-huh. you know, uh, this historian um, about the director and, and kind of the historical significance. I think he made this movie for himself, right? This was like his ending. You know, he's making this movie for himself. And I think it very much matters to him and others who had a similar upbringing. But yeah didn't resonate with me as much just kind of like you know the what is it called luck of the draw is just I, the, uh i didn't have that upbringing so it didn't resonate with me Could yeah have. and i'm not saying you don't need to be a korean immigrant like no, <laughs> in order to watch the movie but there are other uh other aspects of a family that would make you feel differently I think that having some sort of um, homesickness in your in your childhood is probably a big part of it, right? Um, and you're moving around, yeah. You're moving around, homesickness. I think like being um, your family's all you got, you know. Like that's what it felt like. It's like, oh, this it's just us, and we're outsiders um, in a way. Um, I think if you had a childhood like that, then you could relate. True, true. Uh, so I am in under as well, but I will say I probably enjoyed Nomadland more than this. Oh, oh. A, uh, I guess that's my front runner for the two movies we've watched <laughs> for the Best Picture nominees. Oh man, I hope uh, it's not your front runner much longer, but we won't know until we watch uh, something next week, which. You know, we're going to do something fun because uh, we have our guest, Patrick, um, our own G cutie. Um, He's going to. So I'm sure you guys all listened last week and we picked I picked kind of I kind of nominated two, and Quinn kind of nominated two from the Oscars um, best picture nominations that we we thought that we wanted to watch. That sounded interesting to us. Uh, We rolled the dice and we ended up with Minari. Um, and we have three more, right, from the, from the four, and Patrick is going to pick one of those. So um, let's do this. How are we doing it? What's the? Uh, I'm method? going to read. Let me read the synopses to you. And why don't you, and you pick one from there? And you're going to pick one. <laughs> All right. So really quick, it was the trial of the Chicago seven Mank, Right. And Mm -hmm. then the father was the last one. Correct. All right. So first I'll read you the synopsis of the trial of the Chicago seven. 
This film is based on the infamous 1969 trial of seven defendants charged by the federal government with conspiracy and more, arising from the countercultural protests in Chicago at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. The trial transfixed the nation and sparked a controversy about mayhem intended to undermine the U.S. government. So this is talking about the 1968 Demo. Yeah, um, this is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be like Nixon Watergate from my understanding. All right, don't don't uh influence the uh okay. the judge there Grant. Uh, next one, Mank. Um a 1930s Hollywood, 1930s Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of scathing wit and alcoholic screenwriter Herman J. Uh, Mankiewicz um as he races to finish Citizen Kane. Directed by David Fincher. No, Grant recommended that one. <laughs> and <laughs> The Father is a 2020 drama film co-written and directed by Florian Zeller based on his 2012 play La Paire. Um, That's not a very good synopsis. So let me... It yeah, follows an synopsis. aging man... <laughs> who must deal with his progressing memory loss. That's going to be sad. Starring Anthony Hopkins. Um, it's definitely between the Chicago 7, Trial of 7, whatever it was called, and Mank. Let's see. Are we going to, how far back into history will we be sending you? Do we want to go political or whatever the heck? Second Hollywood through the Citizen Kane lenses. Um, let's go Mank. I like the name. Mank. Mank. All right. So we were Whose watching. suggestion was that? I suggested um, the trial of the Chicago 7 and Mank. Okay, okay. Yeah, that was right up Grant's alley. <laughs> yeah, this will be David cool. Fincher, too? This. David Fincher, right? It looks like it's, all, it's black and white, too. I looked up... Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah sounds interesting. Ooh. A, a different nominee, not on the list. Not on our shortlist? Nope. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. When is the Oscar? When are the Oscars? I think it's at the uh, end of April. So April coming up here. 25th, Sunday. Cool. So if I time, let me think. Um, got at least uh two two more. more yeah two more yeah all right well, we thank you guys more. for inviting me oh yes you're always welcome anytime anytime you know i know you keep up personally as a fan so you you might hear oh shit next week they're releasing that i want to watch that and you you know where to DM us and uh, not in the comments. Not in the comments. Yeah, you know where to email us. Feedback at gnqreview.com. G- oh, review. <laughs> yeah, if you guys <laughs> if you guys don't know where to message us, you know you can email us feedback at gqreview.com. And if you don't know our DMs, you know you can DM us, follow us, like our post. Um, our Twitter and Instagram handle is at gqreview. 
So yeah, um, thank you again, Patrick. We look forward to uh, your next visit. You are the uh, you know number one guest, um, and you're the fan favorite. You are our by far <laughs> um, our favorite guest, not just ours, but um, our G cuties as well. So we always welcome you, and uh, it was a great time. It was a great. I time. hope to I hope to see. Um, you know, I hope to all, all our listeners join us next week with uh, a review of Mank. Thank you guys and peace. Peace. You got it. You got to say, say peace. Gotta say peace. Peace. They can't see you. Peace. 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 <laughs>